Hello everyone. Welcome to the Quarantine Zone, where you're always welcome here. I'm Jamie, and um, this is our first episode, so let me introduce everybody. We have Luke. Hello. We have Rachel. Hi. And we have Sean. Hello. So, this is our first episode. We are the Quarantine Zone podcast. Welcome. We should mention what this is about. Um, we like The Last of Us. <laughs> it, that's like no. That's like the like the simplest way we can put it. So this is kind of like an episode, or a pilot even, to kind of talk about how we found the game, uh, what we like about it, and then that'll be it for now. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting to say the least. Um, so who wants to start off? I guess I'll start off. Yeah, you start off. No, it's totally fine. Um, So, so I heard about Last of Us, um, I want to say, first time, I want to say, like, uh, last, I want to say, like, I can't remember, it's like December 2016 or something like that. I've been, like, seeing images of... um, cosplays and stuff and one of my friends said oh it's a really good game i never really knew about it because i've never actually played like a naughty dog game before um and um my friend basically recommended me to play it i just didn't really i was like eh because it's it's just a singular game and then um i kind of like it's it's hard to like I think I played it in like November of last year. And that's when it like really hit. It's like, oh shit, this is a great game. And um I feel like the moment that I kinda of took away the most from it was um like the prologue really does hit hard. Um and it was definitely something to um it was a strong intro with a really strong story all the way through. Performances were great. Um, and yeah, that's all I really have to say about it. Uh, and yeah, that's all. I, that's all I can really say, Kurt. <laughs> Fair enough. Because <laughs> I've just been thinking about big dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> We're always thinking about that in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's the motto. True. Come for the last of us, stay for the big dick energy. Because <laughs> <laughs> every character in the last of us radiates big dick energy. Well, some except of them. David. I was going to say, are you sure all of them? Oh, yeah. Except... Oh, are you sure about that? <laughs> um, I suppose I shall go next. This is like... Uh, in an AA meeting. I'm hi. I'm Sean, and I have an addiction to The Last of Us. <laughs> um, no, uh, I played The Last. I think I was the first one out of everyone here to play The Last of Us. I played the last. Well, actually, that's a lie. I watched a play playthrough of The Last of Us, like when The Last of Us came out, and my brother was like, "Hey, this is cool. You should come watch this with me." And I did, and I was like, "Oh, heck, man, I stan." Um, and I just thought, like, the whole game was, like, really 
pretty and like nice to watch. I cosplayed Ellie like the weekend after the game dropped because I just instantly really loved the game. Um, and I had a convention coming up, and I was like, I'll just throw together a cosplay because that's just the way I was. Um, Last Quest was like the first game that like really got me into like gaming i guess like i'd always enjoyed video games before that like i was a huge fan of uh the walking dead game and then the last just came out and i kind of realized like how great story like games can be for like storytelling and stuff like that um and i've just loved it ever since and it ruined my life um (laughs) (laughs) it's true uh and i just love everything about it i love the characters i love the world they've put together i love the animations I don't know. I have I have a deep love for The Last of Us and Naughty Dog. I think they're amazing what they do. That is true. Yeah. Um, they really do knock it out of the park with everything that they do. Not even <laughs> even um, with their best title of all, uh, Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, but yeah. All right. Uh- yeah, I don't know, I guess I've just... It's just, like, it, like I guess The Last of Us really changed, like, my perspective on, like, what games could be. Because mm. there was, like, I guess there was never that had been, like, as realistic and, like, well put together as The Last of Us before. And, I don't know, it's just... Like, I still think it's the best game ever made. And I will stand towards... I will always stand to that was that opinion, just because there's no game that I've found yet that's beaten everything that the last of us has like it's just the perfect story mm-hmm. and like the dlc was amazing as well i don't know i love the last of us more than i love myself <laughs> uh i guess i'll go next then Yee. so um i'm pretty new to the last of us um when i first heard about it all i really heard from my friends because they were um, was that it was a zombie like story game, and I was like, oh, it doesn't really sound like my kind of thing. And I never really looked more into it, and then um, I became good friends with Sean, and it was all she ever spoke about. So um, I thought I should uh, <laughs> get into it, and um, the story is just amazing. Like it hits so many uh, big topics and. I think anybody who plays the game will find a bit of themselves in one of the characters, at least. And of course, um, as someone who is training to become a games developer, building on what Sean said, the mechanics and just the overall design of the game were so ahead of its time. Like, even playing it now, in 2018, it still stands up with some of the AAA releases that are coming out now, and as we've seen gameplay footage from part two, it seems like it's going to do the same thing in our time, being ahead of the time again. So, like, it's just so well made, and it makes... Because I love... One of the reasons I want to become a game developer is so that I can tell stories and that I can impact people's lives, and that's something that I know The Last of Us has done to just so many people. Yeah, like, I agree, like, because obviously, um, obviously I don't, I guess I'm studying it as an actor, but, like, The Last of Us, like, was the game that made me want to be, like, a voice actor and stuff, like, it's just, 
everything about it is perfect and like you said it was like always ahead of its time and like it's still it's still like a really good game and it's like came out what five years ago but it's still so good and does stand up against a triple a games coming out at the moment and it's yeah. just like and then when you see the last of us 2 you're just like mind blown like the trailers just look so realistic and it's just great i stand yeah they just put so many mechanics in they couldn't fit in a jump mechanic that's the only yeah. problem <laughs> we've got a jump mechanic in part two apparently finally <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay, I guess I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so when Last of Us first came out and everybody was freaking out about it because it was a really good game, um, I didn't have a PS3 at the time, so I just watched the playthrough. And I really, really loved it, and so I watched like every single playthrough and I found out like every single like fact and anything behind the scenes and all that stuff for it. So when the PS4 came out, one of my mom's friends gave me his PS3, and the first thing I bought was The Last of Us, and then I actually played it the first time, probably in 2014, maybe, and it was, like, the best game I'd ever played. I mean, watching playthroughs was, like, amazing, but then actually playing it, you could, like, really see how incredible it was, and I've pretty much been obsessed with it ever since. Yeah. Ken? Yeah, I, I did end up um, playing the game after watching like a million playthroughs because I was four. Um, I still am, but I saved up to get The Last of Us. Um, and I played it, and I've played it about like, I don't know, I've played it well over 20 times at least by now. And that's not even including, I've watched I've watched some playthroughs, like I've watched Mark Plyers and Jacksepticeye's playthrough of The Last mm-hmm. of Us like well over 20 times each on their own, so... Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've only I've watched a playthrough once through now, and I'm getting my way through the game. But um, one of the things that I did, I've I done is I really kind of dug deep into the lore and started like, looking into like the wiki and stuff and like trying to learn more about the little in-depth things. Like when we were having that um, we had that discussion a while ago about the stages of infection and that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, I was uh, I was just thinking about literally the uh, infection because um, that definitely really does play a big part of the story. Without it, it'd just be uh, I don't know what it would be. Just no. um, yeah, I feel like trying to define The Last of Us is difficult in itself. Because... Yeah, because I feel like just calling it like a zombie apocalypse game doesn't. Give the, give the story justice because like no it's much I more than like, that yeah exactly like I feel like obviously the whole thing of it being a zombie apocalypse is cool and stuff and like having infected that's like a cool concept and stuff but I know for me personally like I'm more there for like the development of the characters and stuff like that because the characters they've created are so like individual and interesting to see like we know Joel isn't like necessarily like a good guy but you still like want to root for him Exactly. It's like, yeah. it's like um, when I when I when somebody just told me, oh, it's a zombie story game. I was kind of like, okay, so like, w- it's just gonna be some guys running around attacking zombies and trying to get to a place. Like, not that good. But then when you look at it, and each character has their own storyline. Like, literally within like the first 
five minutes like you can tell what kind of person sarah is you can you you you're getting involved with her straight away like she's so detailed even though you only know her for like what 10 15 minutes yeah yeah and of yeah. course and I feel like you can say that with Tess as well. Like, you don't know Tess for all that long, considering mm-hmm. how long the game is. But, like, I have yet to meet someone who's, like, disliked Tess or haven't, hasn't found her interested. Interesting. Exactly. Like, and you don't know her for all that long, but you instantly kind of know that she's, like, a fucking badass woman and, like, you, no one fucks with her. And, like, you kind of know her and Joel's dynamic because even though, like, as you play through the game, you know, like, Joel's kind of a leader type, but... Like, I personally feel, I feel like a lot of people agree, like, Tess was the one in control of, like, the partnership she had with Joel. And you barely even know her. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, let's um, kind of talk about... Should we talk about our favourite moments of the game? Or yeah. should we talk about our favourite characters first? Maybe they, they might even, like, link into each other, to be honest. Probably, yeah. yeah. Alright, so let's talk about our favourites as a whole, then. So, um, so for me, the entirety of, like, my favorite part is Ellie and her puns, really. (laughs) I'm a big big lover of puns. Um, I got a kick, definitely, out of um, them. Although, um, if you listen to them over and over again for a few hours, it does get a bit annoying, but it just makes makes you love them more. Um, so yeah, kind of Ellie, and then her puns, and then I want to say the entire the entirety of the Left Behind DLC. Really. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's classic. I mean, it was so good. I mean, the way that it cuts between you know the past and present day, the way it kind of helps develop Riley as a character, even though she's only mentioned by name in the main game, how it helps back. Uh, helps develop characters that we don't even see as well. Like, uh, Winston. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was so well done, and it felt like, it definitely felt like a challenge playing as Ellie in that shopping mall. Um, Even with, like, the aspect of playing with Riley with the water guns to actually, like, trying to sneak around clickers and stuff. I, yeah. I really enjoyed those aspects of the fun and the serious side of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's like what I like in a nutshell, more or less. Alright. Um, so who's next then? Uh, I can go next. Uh, well, I was just going to add it on to um, something you said about like getting to know um, smaller characters. Mm-hmm. Like, it's even stuff like, I really like, I don't know if any of you have read, I know Rachel has, but obviously the American Dreams comic books, I really like how the DLC linked in with American Dreams, like, but even the smallest bit, like, you would know, if, even if you have, because you can play the DLC without reading them, but, like, for people who have read the comics, like, it's such a nice little treat, because you got to know first, like, Riley and Ellie's, like, relationship is very different in the comics to how we see it has developed over time when we see the DLC, so it's so interesting to see that. And, like, even we're hearing about Winston and Princess, and, like, Riley, like, briefly mentions Tino, and, like, mm-hmm. if you've read the comics, you know who Tino is, and like, it's just, like, like, little Easter egg 
it's like that. It's just like so nice. Like, the, the little bits of detail that have gone in it to tell the story of like Ra- of Rachel. Oh my god. Ellie's like relationship and like how far they've come and like what they've been through together. Yeah, if you haven't read American Dreams, it's online. You should. He's really good. Yeah, I'll definitely read it as soon as we finish this episode. <laughs> interrupt you, Luke. You may carry on now. That's fine. Don't worry. I'm not angry. <laughs> <laughs> um. So again, I've I'm only probably even a quarter of the way through my playthrough, <laughs> um, and I have but I have watched a gameplay. Um, I'd say so far my favorite character is probably um, Tess. Um, and my favorite moment is that moment you have just before she dies because you just see her completely break down that wall she's had up yeah like and it's the one thing where you finally realize how hard this civilization is on a person yeah totally especially someone who's not like just following the rules by the book like you just see that she's like all this like stress and stuff that's bottled up she's finally like this is my last trip like this is the last thing i have to do and then you find out she's infected and she gives herself up for joel and ellie it's like so heartbreaking and it starts to put into so of course there's a i'd say a recurring theme of loss throughout the entire game and it just starts that ball rolling and it just it hits you straight away because that's the thing that i love about the story writing as well is that like they're just not afraid to do things that could make... They, they make the story better, but they could anger the fan base, but, like, they don't... They're, like, the story's more important, if you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 So, well, like... Just, there's, like, a key aspect with it, like you yeah. said. Because that's... So, yeah, I love Tess because... And also, like, from the start, having this strong female character just, like, really, like, kicks into the whole kind of universe and stuff like it doesn't matter who you are or whatever like you fight for yourself in this civilization and she's always had had she's like the whole way through you see her as this really tough person like how she deals with um robert and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and just in a second when she finds out when she when she realizes like this is the end for her like she's trapped in this situation like she's either going to turn or she's going to have to just give herself up and she just realizes that it just breaks down and she start you, she, you start seeing some real emotion from her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my favourite moment so far. Right. Yeah, I really like. I gotta agree. I do love Tess and like, like you were saying, like just seeing her break down like that because she's always, like I said earlier, she's always like the like a really strong character. Like she doesn't really show any like signs of weakness and like. The fact that she's she'll go so far to just like convince Joel to do this one thing and like put his trust into like even though she d- does not believe the fireflies obviously she doesn't trust the fireflies and she definitely doesn't trust Marlene she's willing to put like her whole life at risk just to like have this potential like cure and like he believe she believes so much in Ellie mm-hmm. and like you can really tell that like just even just by like from a performance kind of look at like. The voice acting for Tess, like, it's, like, heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, um, Annie did a really good job with it. Yeah, definitely. He did. Then again, the entire cast did a really good job. Yeah. Oh, definitely. 
everyone in the game is like exceptional which is something i don't remember who said it. i think it's pewdiepie's playthrough like he what he said something about like ellie's voice acting and i was like you shut your mouth yeah oh yeah yeah he was just like oh yeah her voice acting was off sometimes i was like no it fucking wasn't. you're wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's like the acting is just done so well and like because it and with how realistic some of like the cutscenes look and stuff like you do feel like sometimes you're just watching a movie yeah definitely mm-hmm. like that's one thing that i feel with the game is that i feel like the whole the combat is great don't be wrong it's a great system and it works really well with the looting and everything but i do feel like it's kind of a side thing like the storyline is what i'm there for and the actors make that so much better yeah mm-hmm. Like, if you disagree, please say, but, like... Yeah. No, no, I agree. <laughs> That's the cool thing about, you know, communities. It's, um... whole, like, di- uh, has a diversity of opinions, whether people prefer the gameplay or um, the story. And most of the, like, opinions are really positive to it as well. That kind of is, like, what makes the game special as well. Just, like, because all of everyone who's worked on it put their all into it. Yeah, totally. Right. Who's going next? Perhaps I'll go? Rachel, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I feel like it's kind of many people's answers, but I have to say my favorite is Ellie. Um, Just because, I mean, Sean and I were talking about it like, a couple days or a couple weeks ago, because all we talk about is the last of us. And <laughs> it's true. And we're talking about how Ellie really is, like, kind of with this light and, like, a dark world, because it's all she's ever known, you know. The infection was already going on for years before she was born. And she knows how to, like, make her way through the world and be happy, whereas Joel, you know, he... He's seen what it used to be, and I think that, you know, he has hardened over the years because of that, whereas Ellie just is, you know, happy all the time because this is all she knows, and she knows how to make do with it. And um, my favorite part, that's really hard. There's a really good part, I think it's kind of a little underrated, when Ellie kills that guy for Joel, and Joel's mad at her. And after the next fight sequence, he understands where she's coming from and he gives her a gun to protect herself and it has I think a lot less to do with the actual gun and a lot more to do with like the symbolism of it yeah totally like Joel being like quick to get angry because everyone has kind of like abandoned him in a way but then he really realizes that okay Ellie's different we can you know trust her and it's a really good part of the game yeah I really kind of just talking about like Ellie and Joel's relationship kind of really did Bring a point I forgot about, which is really bad because it's such such a important part of the story, and it's um basically where uh, the chapter is contrasting between Ellie trying to um basically get away from David, whilst Joel is trying to save Ellie, whilst Ellie is basically just protecting herself. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because their their relationship is like, of course, the pinnacle of the storyline, and the st- and there's just so many bit there's so many bits in the storyline where everyone can have like contrasting opinions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I know that me and Rachel had a very heated debate when I finished the 
um, finished my oh, watching, yeah. watching the gameplay um, and with the decision that Joel makes at the very end. Oh, yeah, we all had the yeah, because of course of course as a player of the because as a player of the game of course i wanted ellie to be saved i didn't want her to die of course but mm-hmm. at the same time i was like i want humanity to, to get out of this horrible thing they're in and when joel lied to ellie i got really angry like I don't know. I think like seeing him as like this parental figure that then just like lied to her just made me like I don't know, maybe like fuming. But I feel like you've like even said your own point there because he is a parental figure at this point. Like, and parents will, will lie to protect people like that they love. But they will lie to like. Yeah, yeah of course. Okay. It's just it's it's just like the point. I guess I was trying to make is like yeah, to- the storyline is written so well that like you don't know how to feel. Yeah. And it's mm. one of those things which f- it fosters important discussion. Yeah, totally. Like, because of it's course, like it'd be... moral, it's like a moral question too. Like exactly, like, and it's that kind of thing where it's like, um, what's the saying? The uh, kill, more... k- kill the one to save the many, or something like that. Yeah, or totally. so like, ah, oh, it's just like that whole scene really played on my on my morals and my brain for so long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my kind of, like, rationale to it was that if, if they could get a cure from Ellie, it would be, they would have to, you know, kill every single infected that is already out there. And then they'd also have to give the vaccine to everyone, like, every single person to be born and everyone that already is born. Like, that would be really hard when you think about it, because every person needs it. You know, you can't just forget one, because then they could turn infected, and then that's, you know, how it started. One person was infected and then it spread so it, it would be really hard if, even if they got a vaccine to give it to everybody I think so yeah. I mean I just want to believe Joel's good but <laughs> can, I, can I ask a question which is a bit idiotic of me what? has it been mentioned in the lore that the infection was global or was it just like the United States I think, I think it's, it's global I think it's global let me have a quick look because I don't remember anything on the top of my head kind of talking about you know, internationally, because if it, because that would play a really big part of the story, right? I don't yeah. think it's, I don't think it's like explicitly mentioned. I feel like it's kind of implied, but I, I don't know. You're mean, you're right. That would change a lot. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. The thing is, is reading through the wiki, it does seem to be saying a lot of things that are American only, like the Center for Disease Control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in yeah, the beginning when it, they're talking about it, they only mention like American states. I mean, I'm pretty sure it is international. Yeah, probably, it probably is. Yeah. Because if, if it, it was wasn't, I feel like it would be so easier, so much easier to contain it. Yeah. Yeah, but, I feel like it wouldn't have got to the level it would have if, yeah, especially like governments like just disappearing and like not caring about what's going on. Like if there was other countries that were safe, they would at least do something to like. Try and create some safety. Yeah, because the one thing I remember, because going back to Rachel's point, like about it taking forever to get around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I remember that <laughs> we were getting like all scientific in our little chat and trying to. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it was just like, 
I was trying to think back to like other vaccines that have been distributed around the world and stuff. And like, as you said, like they were all done by like official running governments and things like the World Health Organization, which I very much doubt exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you had so, like, I, well, you had Fedra obviously in The Last of Us. who yeah. were like the government trying to do something about it, but like as we learn, Fedra is not like a good group. But that's the same with any group in The Last of Us. Like no one can really be trusted. Like yeah. the fire shady, Fedra shady. Like you got hunters and bandits and stuff like that. Like everyone's out there Comfort. to like hurt other people. Yeah, it's like you're not really safe wherever you go. I suppose that's another part of, like, the moral questions. Like, me and Rachel, like, Rachel was talking about how she would be a part of the Fireflies if she were in the Last of Us universe, which I don't think I would be because I don't agree with what they're doing. Like, I can see where they come from and why they're doing what they're doing, but I don't think what they're doing is necessarily right. Yeah. Because I believe... I, I've, I do believe if there was some sort of vaccine, it would eventually get round. Like... How, however long it would take, it would eventually yeah. cure everyone and we, they would be rid of it. But there would be so many roadblocks along the way. Like, Because when if you think about that kind of civilization, you're going to have people who have benefited from it. Like, yeah. Like there could have been people who had really, really shitty lives and then suddenly this comes along and they're all fine. Like they've been able Prisoners. to... They've been, yeah. Like, yeah, prison people, maybe even people like in large amounts of debt or just in not very good living situations and then they can go and join the fireflies and rise up and they might not want to go back to that kind of thing so they well, could try that i feel that stands for like people like david like david yeah. had his own kind of like group and like he had his intentions of like like he like it's it's been like confirmed that he had intentions to breed with ellie yeah he had no. his little life set out. He was in charge of like his his own group, and he had his own ideals to share and shit like that. And I feel like he benefited from this universe. Yeah. So that thing, there would always be that kickback. So maybe it was good that Josh saved Ellie, but at the same time, it's just I, I'll always, whenever I know when I hit that gate, that part in my playthrough, it's gonna hit me hard again. But. I, I think that's what's so amazing about the last is that every little thing you even though it's not it's not even a decision based game I don't think is it like you, you can't no. like you can't change yeah so but like you get so involved in it that you feel like you're making these decisions as Joel and as Ellie like I don't know like you when you <laughs> when you go and when you're clicking that button to pick up Ellie it feels like you're making that decision and that's why. Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog, like are so good at making these games, and they know yeah. when to put in these little interactive bits. Even though it's again, it's mostly a, sto- it's probably mostly a storyline game. They're putting interactivity in the, in the right places. Yeah, totally. Even if like the main story is the same, it's it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, people do actually go back and see what the other options were. Yeah, and it, as well. an example of that is, like you were saying, when you pick up Ellie, like, you can decide, you don't have to shoot all the doctors in that room, you, like, there's only the one with the knife you have to shoot, whereas the others, you can continue the game with keeping them alive, and, like, that's such, like, a little moral question just in that, like, whether you decide to kill everyone in that room without needing to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I they didn't get... know that. You didn't know that? Oops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is, I feel like at that point, you're so in Joel's headspace. Yeah, that, totally. Like, 
like you will do anything to save Ellie, and especially after that thing is that whole sequence where you play as Ellie. Like I, I mean, everyone's already involved in her by this point. Like if you're not, you're crazy. But like <laughs> you just get you, you get so much more involved in her in her storyline and playing as her, you get to know her on that personal level again. Yeah. Like, as much as I think, I think that's the thing with Joel though is that everyone has their own experience with him because as much as he's written in that way the little things you do as Joel will change your like idea of what he of what he is and what kind of person he is so for example killing all those doctors like in your mind you're doing that as Joel you're not doing it as yourself yeah mm-hmm. so getting that t- time with Ellie also shapes our thoughts of her. Yeah. I'm getting all like game theory on this now. No, I know. <laughs> no, no. I didn't kill all the doctors. I didn't either. Well, You're I'm... just making me look bad. <laughs> well, you didn't know. <laughs> um, I won't want to get there now. True. Um, I realised I didn't talk about my favourite parts yet. I'm sorry. No, you said. I love being a mess. <laughs> no, um, I like I would say with Rachel as well. It's like an obvious answer, but like I love Ellie so much. She's just so like and like when Rachel like because this obviously me and Rachel both had this conversation together. But like Ellie really is the light in the world. As for every character she comes across with Joel, like Joel's lost everything. He has no one, and then he has Ellie. He has this his this person he can fight for rather than himself. This person that he can always protect and look for, look out for. And Tess, like, she sees the light in Ellie when Ellie's a cure, and so do the fireflies, and then David sees the light in Ellie. Whether that's right or not, David sees the light in Ellie because she's this young, bright girl who has so much to bring to him and his, like, little group. And, like, everywhere she goes, like, she brings happiness with her, and she, like, doesn't let the darkness of the world, like, take that away from her. And, like, even, her little... Her yeah, little, even uh, with Tommy... No. Yeah. As well. Yeah, like she, she's like, she's so different from everyone else in the game, and like I feel like that's such a rarity in that kind of world. That's why everyone's like so easily like interested by her and like want like as a player you want the best for her because like you see like how much she does for everyone else and like she's always like despite like always being so happy and stuff she's had like a lot of shit happen to her like she's not had a good time herself but she doesn't let that discourage her and like all the people that she's lost she doesn't let that affect who she is as a person and i don't know i think she's just a really well written and interesting character and she's also so funny and she's badass too like despite like she's like a young girl she's like 14 right and she still is out here like being confident as fuck and like shooting guns like obviously you have to in that universe and like you have to like when you're in that kind of situation but like even like with bill like bill's like she straight up just argues with bill like like is trying to fight him she doesn't know him she doesn't know what he can do to her he doesn't but she doesn't care same as like instantly with joel she's like swearing and she's got the mouth of like a sailor and she's like two like there's two different sides so like they're like really kind of sweet and innocent side of Ellie that we get to see a lot of the time where like like the simplest things when she sees the ice cream truck and she's like whoa no fucking way was that like sold someone sold ice cream out of that mm-hmm. and like she's just like so innocent but at the same time she like 
like tries so hard to like especially to protect Joel like she doesn't know much about Joel but she cares about him like he is family I don't know I really love Ellie I think there's so much to her as a person especially in like I'm excited to see her in The Last of Us Part 2 just because I want to see like how she's changed over time like after like especially because I personally think she knows Joel lied to her yeah me too that's true or not but like if that is the case I want to see like how that's affected their dynamic or whether she like obviously she can't hate him that much because she's still there with him and Jackson but mm-hmm. um yeah I'm excited to see that but um my favorite part in the game that's really hard I really love the the left behind DLC just because like if you don't know like my story my story <laughs> read my biography <laughs> uh, <laughs> like uh, I came out as gay because of the left behind DLC so like I owe a lot of myself to that and like I've like been through like a lot of tough times in my life and the last verses like really helped me get through that especially ellie's character so i'll always have like a really deep love for that dlc and just ellie as the person but i think like uh, this is such an like people really love this scene but i feel like one of my favorite scenes is probably with the giraffes because it's just oh, like yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> that's a good scene yeah everyone <laughs> that scene it's just such a good good scene or like i really like it when even though it's a sad scene I, I really like it after Ellie kills, like, kills David, and, like, Joel just comes up to her and is hugging her, and he's, and she's, he's like, I know, baby girl, I know. And it's just, like, Ooh. him calling her baby girl is just, like, such, like, a change in dynamic for them, like, a, a step forward, like, because when Sarah dies, that's what he calls her when he's cradling her, and now he's <laughs> looking after Ellie, and they've gone through so much together, and they've had arguments, and now he's run off. And they've tried to, like, decide, like, where both of them stand. And, like, Joel's felt very conflicted in himself as if he was betraying Sarah by caring for Ellie. And, like, he's mm. tried to, like, put her off to, like, Tommy and, like, get rid of her after he realised he was getting attached to her. And then in this moment, he finally decides, actually, he's not too... He's not scared to look after her. He's not scared to get attached to her. And he's, like, willing to be there for her, no matter the situation. I just think, like, it's a really, like, beautiful, like, pivotal moment in the story. Mm-hmm. And even really helps Joel with acceptance as well. Yeah, totally. That's like because like he, it it's like twenty years after he lost Sarah, and even when that scene like where Ellie saved the picture, or gave it to him, was like fuck, Ooh. oh fuck. I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's just like there's so much going on with both of them in that moment. Like Ellie's like obviously like really traumatized by this event and like everything that's gone on she didn't know whether then she had to think about whether joel was going to be okay while she was trying to get all through this because obviously joel was injured and like then joel's like finally like given into the fact that he does care for her and that's okay despite like everything that's gone on before that and like him trying to like just get rid of her to fight the fact that he cares about her I don't know, I just, I like, uh, that moment always, like, fucks me up every time I see it. Yeah, and I think that another thing is that in that moment, Joel, you know, finally comes to terms with the fact that he, you know, cares for Ellie, and it's not, like, betraying Sarah, but when the next, um, the spring is the next chapter to that? Winter spring? Yeah, spring. Um, sorry, I don't know how the seasons look. It's interesting because 
Joel is like because it's that much more open, and yeah. then Ellie is a lot more closed off because she's been like traumatized by the whole David situation. And going back to the giraffe scene, it's like that scene that really brings it all back together. They're both and like, also like happy another, with each other again. Another thing with the scene that follows that is because obviously Joel is like, yeah, I'll teach you how to swim, I'll teach you how to play guitar, all this kind of stuff. Like, and he's like looking forward to the future, even though he's taking them to the fireflies. Whereas the dynamic completely changes because. Like, all along, Ellie's been so excited to go to the Fireflies, and Joel's just been mm-hmm. like, oh, get over with, and he hasn't really cared all about much, and now, like, he's, like, thinking about the future and what they're going to do after the Fireflies. Like, he's been determined just to get there, but now he just, like, wants to think about everything after that, and, like, Ellie's got the same. Like, she's thinking about, like, she's like, oh, it's over now. Like, she's upset because she doesn't want to lose Joel, and she's scared that she's just going to go to the Fireflies and he's going to leave her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just glad, you know, they're um, they're together at the end, you know? They're basically... Because yeah. if Ellie would have died in the last, in at the end of The Last of Us, I don't know how I would have handled it. Yeah, same. I don't I'm, I'm just glad, I'm glad she's back. She's in part two. She got a girlfriend, stealing it from literally... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally from Jesse. Um Yeah. I have a lot of favorite moments. Like a lot of my favorite moments. That's like one of the more sad ones. But like, like I like the DLC. Like just the whole of the DLC is just everything about it is so good to me. And like the little like the little moment after like the photo booth um, mm, when yeah. they're there and there's that moment where you're like, will they? Won't they? When they're gonna kiss? And like I know for me personally, like I was instantly like, oh wait, is there like something going on between them? But a lot of people didn't see that. But like I feel like especially as like a queer person like you're like oh shit like are they gonna are they they gonna do this and then you're like oh maybe not maybe i was just reading into it but there's so many little things to pick up on and they're like then them finally kissing felt so like true to the story and true to who they were and their dynamic like and the whole like ellie wanting to know why she left which we know now is because riley was like scared because they got too close and like but like the whole truth or daring each other to try and get these answers Mm-hmm. I miss Riley. <laughs> I miss Riley too. <laughs> I love Riley so much. Uh, God, I'm just thinking about that scene. No. Yeah, I'm. I, I, when, whenever we were like organizing this, um, this podcast, I was thinking. I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be a nice, fun time. And now, I kind of re- well, it's like, know. oh shit, it's sinking in. What's going on? <laughs> Please, no. Mm-hmm. No, anyway, it's just like, I have like, there's no, like I've said this before, but there's no fictional relationship that will fuck me up the way that Ellie and Riley's does, just because, like, at the time it meant so much to me. And, like, it just felt so real. And, like, I don't know, I love them so much. They're so cute, and oh, I'm I miss Riley so much. I think she was such a good character. Like, and like that's another person we didn't really know for long. Like, we didn't get to see Riley all that much. But like, what we did see of her was like she made like something that really fucks me up is that like Riley taught Ellie everything she knows when we met her. Like everything Ellie knows about survival and like fighting. Like if you've read the comic books, like Ellie wasn't. Ellie didn't used to be like that. She was more reserved. Like, she wouldn't, like, 
start fights herself like she didn't like know how to really look after herself but when we like when she meets riley like riley takes her like exploring and like sticks up for her against bullies and stuff like that and like she's so like there's a part where she's admiring like something riley said when she was like sticking up for her and she's just like repeating it to herself and she's like impressed because riley's so cool and like it's just so it makes me so emotional to think like when we see ellie and everyone's like oh ellie's so fucking bad badass and like ellie's like can look after herself and she's so young and stuff like that but like you forget that the person riley got that from was the, the person ellie got that from is riley mm-hmm. so like when she loses riley she like loses a part of herself yeah <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> i think another reason why like ellie and riley is so iconic is because a lot of times when people write like kids or teenagers they make them just really annoying and stupid because i think that's all that like kids and teenagers can do can be but i think that when they were you know ellie and riley and even ellie now because she's 19 she's still pretty young you know they're showing that she doesn't have to be annoying or you know aggravating because she's younger she can actually have a purpose and be a person and have like a personality yeah exactly like and like the whole that sparks like a whole other discussion like when people like oh ellie is not gay she's just like experimenting with herself and then people are like no that's who she is especially in that like that world like ellie is despite ellie being 13 at the time when she kisses riley like she's still like so much older than she actually is because like when you're in that world you have to you have to learn to act older and think older because there's no option to be childish and so i think when we see those moments of like ellie and riley just like playing around and like just like being in love and having fun with each other like that is their moment of getting to be children and getting to relax and like just like be with each other because they don't get that option what with like riley joining the fireflies and ellie being at school military school and all that kind of stuff like i don't know it's just it's so well just everything about the last of us is so well put together like this you can tell how much love and thought has gone into like every single line every detail and like i think i think like every time i play it i always notice like something new and like something that i'm like wow that's like fucking incredible yeah and the great thing about the last of us is there's a bunch of content as well um you know not just with like the overall main story with the collectibles as well which actually do help to um give an insight on yeah. um different characters different characters uh because uh, i know um one collectible that i didn't even know existed until i was playing left behind recently was um you could go into ellie's backpack and read her letter uh, a letter from anna oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. ah shit fucking I just can't wait to talk about The Last of Us more, you know, in, like, more detail and specific parts. Um, because what we're going to be doing, everybody, is um, every episode we're going to be doing either talking about a chapter in, in The Last of Us or we'll do, like, a character study. Or if you guys have any recommendations, please let us know, you know. Um, and we'll happily, you know, talk about that in a future episode. Yeah. And... I think that's everything that we really want to kind of discuss currently for the pilot, right? Yeah. Unless I'm yeah. forgetting something. Just how much we love The Last of Us, really. <laughs> I feel like um, a little bit of a story time here. When um, 
all of us watched the uh, the Sony conference. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at E3, and I feel like th- that's kind of like what spawned this. Yeah, we, we were so yeah. shook. Me and Sean freaking out for three hours straight. Yeah. <laughs> like me, like because you guys were like, you guys carried on like watching the stream and like talking about everything that was going on. I mean, Rachel just, like, disassociated, like, blacked yeah. out. Like, yeah, we didn't speak, like, the rest of the stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I was, like, I was there physically, but I was not there mentally. Literally, yeah. we were just chatting and having, like, being like, well, this is all so good, and you, and you guys was like, sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, like, was I was just, like, Snapchatting Rachel, being like, I'm still shaking in my cowgirl boots. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, join us... Join us next time where we ask if the question if Ellie is a yeehaw gay. <laughs> um, I've got the answer and it's yes. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's the episode. That's that's our pilot. That's who we are. Um, we appreciate everyone um, for listening in. We really we really appreciate it. Um, if you want to keep updated with us, um, we'll have a link to our Twitter. Which is at the quarantine. Um, our Tumblr, I forgot. I think it's like Quarantine Zone Podcast at tum- tumblr.com yeah, yeah. or something. We have a um, yeah, that's really about it. We have an um, so if you want to like get in contact with with us, tweet us um, as well. We um, you yeah. can contact us on Tumblr too. We'll yeah respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's a good way to end the episode. Yeah. So, um, thank you for listening for this complete rant about how much we love The Last of Us. We hope you join us for future episodes. Um, but that's it. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.